Dad Pod. Welcome this is a video thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. A midlife crisis. Howdy, daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. A lot of dad dancing going on here. How are you doing? Welcome along to this week's episode of the Dadcast. I was like, check out my chewing gum. A classy move there. It's still in your hand. You can uh, see it on screen. No, oh, you can't. Back in the mouth. Oh, just took out of my mouth. What are you talking about? It's my chewing gum. It, it, like, there's nothing wrong with that. What a disgusting start to the podcast. Wow. Well, it can only be downhill from here. Well, there's uh, no real standards of hygiene when you have young children, I exactly. guess. Exactly. So <laughs> how, lo- how long can something be on the floor for before you won't eat it? I would say a day. That's what it is. <laughs> a piece of broccoli. It'll be there for a month. It's a bit of chocolate. Four seconds. Oh, uh, well, the. 10 month old is like 100 miles an hour crawling around the place trying to walk so every little bit of food that could be there for you know a couple of days I won't say much longer because my wife would be like don't be saying that our kitchen floor isn't clean all the time ah here we, we all we have kids Your but I'd, I'd, spo- I'd spot clean. her in the corner and there'd be you know she'd be right into the corner a little bit of cheese would come up and she'd be delighted with life You're like, oh, well we know God. the Gilroy's floor it's every floor in there is a spotless absolutely yeah um, it's a shoe free zone the one a shoe free zone yeah it's a uh, yeah, the outdoors, I was eating outdoors a little bit and uh, the three-year-old found a bit of rice that had been there a day or two, <laughs> straight in. <laughs> oh, God. It's not what not. I mean, come on. As like, long as it's, it's rice. hard and crispy and who knows, there could have been a cat, could have been anything out in that back garden. Been nice. Cat, that's, that's the worst of fear, is a cat. In our back garden, yeah. Pissing, you know. You know there could exactly. be rats and mice and all sorts of other undesirables. I'm not, I'm, yeah, there could be. I mean, there's no rats, Dave. Well, I've had a giant rat in my garden about two months ago. Right. right. Just sitting there, fat belly, happy as Larry. the place, looking at me through the window. What you do? Kept an eye on him to see where, where, what rat hole he might disappear down. And uh, got a giant flower pot, placed it over that hole. We haven't seen anyone since. Right. I said, I've been here, we've been there about 13 or 14 years. I will give the rat population in general, the benefit of the doubt on this one. So one viewing, I'm happy just to do nothing about it. If I see a second, that's when I have to get the uh, professionals in. And uh, it was just so once off, I hope. Right, okay. Okay, it's a good start to this week's Dadcast. Uh, <laughs> how's the potty training going? Um, Finished? I'm, I'm, I'm almost afraid to say the words out loud, but like, we're done. Right, it great. has been a fairy tale the last 10 days, two weeks. We're, we're two, we're, today's would be day 17. I'm in two minds, right? So, uh, uh, like, uh, we're going through this too. It turns out summertime, the whole country has gone through a, a bit of potty training. Um, certainly anybody with three-year-olds or two-and-a-half-year-olds. I'm going to have to bring to the toilet from now on whenever we go out. We're going to have to make sure he goes to the toilet before we go anywhere. It just adds an extra hour to your day. The, the benefit of having a nappy on is that, like, you don't have to worry about any of this stuff ever. I'm, I'm going to lament the passing of the nappy stage. Um, it depends how quickly he picks it up. I haven't lamented it at any stage over the last two weeks. I haven't changed a nappy since Tuesday of two weeks ago. And every day I thank Whatever, whoever the powers are be that are, that be who up there, I don't have to do it. Who controls your child's ass? <laughs> what is it? A, is there a Sorry. god? You're There's saying no nappy change. I haven't had to change a shitty nappy the first time in four and a half years. Right. So he's um, going to the toilet properly. He we don't. Like, he, he doesn't even tell us. 
who are already at that stage. We're so unbelievably proud of him. Like, all I hear could be a random roar from some bathroom in the house. Right, my bum! Daddy! Boo! I'm just going, he's gone again. It's unbelievable. Starts and finishes every day with a little dump. Um, well, that's now, a good routine to get into. Yeah. He loves the potty. Right. Uh, but then he spotted his brother standing up doing a weed the other day and thought, I'll have a bit of that. And now he's, uh, he wants to stand on the potty and wee into it. You know, he's not quite tall enough to be able to stand at the toilet. But right, uh, in with it. No, I really, like, there was one night for myself before we fell asleep myself and my wife were kind of going, we are, we, we really are great parents. <laughs> but I, I kind Let's of checked. Let's go again. I checked. Let's go again. Come on. The old charmer. <laughs> we checked ourselves and we said, no, 100% of the credit goes Pick to the, schedule. the little dude on this. Get on board. He deserves all the credit because he's just picked it up incredibly well. Look, there's two major reasons when you're looking at differences to the first time. So if there's anybody out there that is about to dive into this for the second time, we made some really poor errors of judgment first time around. And the first fella didn't have anyone to inspire him. And those two things together have made a massive difference <clears throat> this time around. So he deserves all the credit. His big brother does as well because we, he, he was kind of in on the act. Make sure you encourage him and clap him on the back whenever he does something. And not beat the head off him? No. No, no. Okay. No, like That's been, pretty good. The last couple of weeks so, they've just been brilliant. So why, why has this been successful? What did you do that was made it successful? Well, we basically sat on him for six or seven days between the two of us. There was someone in the house all the time. There was no pull-ups. There was no sign of any nappies anywhere any wheeze or poos on the ground where there was no re overreaction to it, which we, we probably overreacted too often the first time. Um, when, just like his brother, <coughs> he was a little reluctant to drop a bomb at times, he'd carried around with him. And in the past, we would have said, we'd have broken because the, the guy was clearly in pain and trying to pull up on him. I've said that on the pod a couple of weeks ago, just do, don't go down that road. You're making a real difficulty of yourself going forward a bit further down the line. So we just kept bringing him in, kept bringing him in, kept bringing him in. First few days, he could be on the potty 10 times and you know he needs to do a poo, but he could be sitting there 10 times before he finally does it. With a little bit of fear because, because you're doing something completely new that you've never had to do before. Yeah, where does it go? What's going to happen? Exactly, and what, am I going to fall in somewhere? What happened? The flush seems to be a powerful enough thing. What yeah, goes yeah, on? Yeah. But we didn't break on that. We said, no, no, sit down, sit down, sit down. Brought him in and out 10, 15 times to make sure it happened, and it did. And then by day four or five, he did a couple on his own, and we gave him a little treat, got him a toy for the first two times. Of course, then the third time, he thinks every time he goes, he's going to get hey. a toy. So you have to kind of <laughs> hit that in the book quickly enough. And then by day six or seven, he was done. Brilliant. Um, that's class. So it's a combination of us learning from our mistakes, from him seeing his brother doing it, and that's how it should be done, and from the fact that he's just a little star himself. So, oh Jesus, we just couldn't be, we couldn't be happier. And I'm not even worrying about, like, drove up to my, where, my mum's place where she grew up last Thursday, it's about an hour 45 up, hour 45 back, just didn't even worry that there was going to be right. an accident in the car up or down. I just no, said to look. We'd, we'd obviously made sure he went just before he left the house on boat legs, and... I said to him, look, we can pull over anytime, anywhere, and your brother will tell us to do that as well. If there's any issues, I'll just pull over and we'll get the job done. There's no hassle. He didn't even ask. He just held it, went in as soon as we got home and just did what he needed to do. Like it is, uh, It's amazing. We're, we're just so unbelievably proud of him. And I know it isn't going to be this easy for everybody, but I think number two is easier. Oh. Like by a distance, because you learn from your mistakes. 
we made some bad mistakes. Number two is just, I, my memory of it was that it was just so straightforward. Because it's a unbelievably stressful situation. Mm. For everybody. And for everybody. But the key to it is making sure your child isn't stressed. Yeah. But first time around, you're like a raging lunatic. They know something massive is happening. That's, you're do yeah. They're doing something that's really annoying you, but they can't quite figure out why you would be getting so annoyed about it. Like first time around, we must have stopped and started six or seven times again. Yeah. Eventually during the summer, we did something like you did and it worked. But second time around, it was, let me add it, the younger lad was, I want to do what he does. Their ability to spot the windows to go on the floor or the ground outside is uncanny. It's quite incredible. I might be sitting on him for eight hours, but something might happen. The doorbell might go or uh, I might get a call from for work or whatever. You literally have offered him a 30 second window. There's a dump on the ground. And you're <laughs> like, <laughs> what is it about? Your nose for opportunity. Presumably, it's the fact it, it is the very fact that you're not looking. Yeah, and suddenly, it's like I'm, suddenly I'm, the stress. Well, that's probably the clearest sign that they're feeling the stress. That the second you leave, they're like, "Okay, uh, I can relax." Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's like not farting on your first date. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to wait until you're married to do that stuff. <laughs> that's a perfect analogy. All right, but it was day one. Uh, it was me on my own and I think there might have been seven or eight deposits made and I think I got five of them into the t into the potty. Right. So like for day one, good. it was just an unbelievable yeah. strike rate. Yeah, yeah. Day two, I was at work and my wife was in cell charge, 100% strike rate, including the poo. And we thought, geez, we're there already. Day three, <laughs> I was back in the hot seat. <laughs> the whole thing just collapsed. I barely broke even, barely 50-50. By the time she got home from work, she was like, like all this progress and I turn my back for eight or nine hours and we're back to nearly back at square one. But that was just, uh, it was a minor blip in the overall scheme of things. And by day four or five, we were flying. Uh, Richie Daly's been in touch on Twitter. He's uh, tweeted us at DadcastPod to say, uh, listening to at DadcastPod is like having a coffee on your own beside a table of lads you don't know, but you know they are your people. I feel the need to pull up a chair. And he's got the laughing face, the poo face, the puking face, the shh the shamed face and then there's like a is it one of the YMCA people with a pink hat I don't know what that one is <laughs> is there a uh, is there a face for like smacking your brother over the head with a toy is that still happening there should be uh, well I look it happens it's never going to end once a day yeah but it, the frequency of the last fortnight has definitely dropped considerably uh, are, um, everyone's in good form. Are you, are, okay, ours are absolutely shattered after, um, so they're in Star Camp this week, which is the one week of stuff that we do. And um, the middle ones, this is their first time ever to do it. But it goes to half two, and there's like obviously proper physical activity where they're standing up all day, not just sitting at the mm. desk. And there's a bit of singing and dancing, and then they get home and they are... Um, Wiped. Angry aggressive pretty early for the day for that as well and, uh, well i mean obviously i don't see it until like half four or five and uh it's like what? where did this come from what happened to these normally nice mundane day-to-day -day existence happy children now they're like killing each other about nothing is it just fatigue i imagine so yeah but so They've been doing, one is doing a, uh, one of the cool camps and the other one's doing a sort of star camp school <coughs> thing in their school. So yeah, they're a bit shattered, but then they've been going to tennis for an hour after that. Ooh. So they're doubly wrecked. But I've somehow, because the weather's been good, managed to get them outside playing football every evening with their mates. 
So somehow the energy just comes back. That's comes right. back, and eventually at eight o'clock they're like, when they come in at eight o'clock, it's meltdown upon meltdown, but they do eventually just conk. Where do you stand on summer camps? I saw Ed Collum was writing something about this in the exam. I missed it. Was he saying stop? Uh, just let kids be kids. Stop, you know, farming them out for organised activity. Just who, who's going to mind the med? Hey, well, this is this is the point. But so last summer we had our kids. Because my wife was due in the middle of August, we pretty much had the kids in camp every week. Yeah. Just to give her a break for the four or five hours a day. And this year we're like, well, obviously we're not going to do that. It costs a bloody fortune. But then I was going through it thinking, having your kids at home costs a bloody fortune. Because you end up having to bring them somewhere or do something with yeah. them. Every, and every it's bloody... Barely free. Like, yeah, you go to some pet farm and it's like 50 quid for the family. Yeah, yeah, You go yeah. somewhere else another day, it's 50 quid for the family. They want a bloody ice cream, you have to feed them all day and they want all sorts of crap. <laughs> so actually, the 70 quid it costs each for a camp, I'd say if you're probably evens itself out over the week. Yeah. And... Plus, you don't have them. You get five hours. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, well, no, I'm now going. They get to experience new things and meet new people. That's yeah. the whole point of the camp. Exactly. It's nothing to do with not They're having only children. impeding their yeah. development. Rounding it out. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I guess it is also well, I totally different piece. What was from. The, hmm? What was the theme of the piece? That basically that this, you know kids should be allowed. Ro- See, that's the difference now, though. Is it that is. That they is can't, it, our parents would, listen, as everyone Come knows. Come back in for your lunch. I'll see you in four yeah, hours. Yeah, and we'd go out and we'd play football. Like, Kids now can't do that. So actually the only place they do meet new people and interact with other children a lot of the time is if they go in these organized. camps. One of the reasons that they can't do it is it's solely down to our paranoia. Paedophiles. It is. It's no, a, I, no, but there's some of that, but also... not paedophiles, but traffic, bullies. People are working um, is the main one. Yeah, I, that's think. A, I think that's that actually, like, usually, by and large, for an awful lot of people of our age... When I would can you start leaving them on their own? What, what age is it? Um, is seven oh. too early, is it? Could the seven-year-old mind the other two? Would that be all right? I mean, yeah, probably not. Just for a couple of hours, it'll be fine. I think, well, like at least for twenty minutes, while I just go and have a quick pint. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say for twenty minutes while I have a quick shite and relax on the toilet. Oh, no, I did that already. I mean, she can definitely manage that. The door's locked. I'm not coming out. <laughs> the door's never locked. The door's never locked. Oh. That was a oh, look. I'm just on the toilet. You're going to have to leave me in peace. I'm sorry. I'm not coming out. <laughs> I um <laughs> twelve is that right? Wait, twelve is it? No, uh, yeah, I think. I don't think I would ever have been babysat by a girl younger than fourteen. Pretty sure, like our neighbours would have been fourteen. Are you the eldest? 15, yeah. No, right. So, uh, I but, can't remember when I was allowed to look yeah. after. Now my, I'm only fifteen months old with my brother, so there was nothing between us anyway. But twelve. Um, I don't. I, I actually really can't remember. It's maybe a, it, I was going to say it's something I'll have to ask my mother and father, but I ask them so often, what, what was I like when it came to this? Or what was my brother like? They've never given me anything other than I can't remember. Yeah. And I used to give out to them for that, saying, well, like, you're absolutely useless when it I comes know. to guidance as to what way I should handle it. And now, but now, <laughs> like, Nicky might say, what was your man like when he was going through this first? Which is like 18 months ago. Yeah, yeah can't no memory. <laughs> Absolutely no record. Perfectly fine. I don't remember it being a stressful situation at all. I don't remember us so killing each other for yeah, months. Yeah, parents have no ability to retain memories of patterns or time spans or... It's just, we lose it very quickly. Um, I think I would like them to be able to go out on the road and play when they're... Six and seven, but even then, 
like I just wouldn't be comfortable in the been in the house knowing that they're running around. There's cars around and yeah, yeah. See, we're lucky. We've got a we're in sort of a almost close. in a close. Yeah, with the green in front, so they literally Is it just a cul-de-sac. Yeah, so there's literally just a okay. So a cars circle. can't go in from both ends. No, that's where there's like a a road that you can go that way or you can go the other way. So there's cars coming both ways. Now there's vicious ramps which definitely has taken care of any speeding in the in the estate. Like, they'd take the undercarriage off the car pretty quickly. Right. Um, and there aren't that many cars, but I just... Now, maybe when they're six and seven, you know they're looking both ways before they run after a ball onto the road or whatever, but I don't know, I'm a long way off been happy enough to see them on the street. Long way away. I know long before I'm in that place, they're going to be coming to me asking why they're not let out. Well, because um, there was a school of thought that you should be sending your seven-year-old around to the shop for milk. Jesus Christ, no. Right. Like, whose school was, was this? I, I, I read it on the internet today, I can't even remember. It's like, I'm like John Horne. I, I heard this thing one time, I can't remember, I won't stand over it. But, um... Uh, <laughs> God, I hope, I hope John doesn't listen to this podcast. That was, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> Come here, um... The, would you send your seven-year-old? I probably wouldn't. I don't think well, I was allowed to go anywhere when I was seven. I'd say you could have got on your bike at seven and cycled down to your mate's house. I know I did. Mm. And I would have gone down to the tennis club for the day. Maybe not at seven. Not at seven, no way. I Ten. Ten, I'd say, yeah. No, at seven in my estate, I would have wandered around the estate knocking on my friend's no, doors. No, seven, seven, you're in second class. You're going into second class. Maybe not. I wasn't allowed second to walk class. to school on my own, at, I'd say, in second class. I wouldn't have been allowed to walk to school, but uh, I would have been allowed to cycle down to my mate's and disappear for the day. Right, you, were, you had a country upbringing though, didn't you? Yeah, like a mile outside the town. Yeah. Not that country. I mean, there was a field behind us and a field in front of us, so. I, we, like, there's no way, I'd, I'd be astonished now if I was to again put that to my parents and they were to t- tell me, ah, yeah, seven, you were grand. I really don't think so. Yeah, I don't think ten. it was seven. This, I think I'd was love to get ten. our listeners, uh, maybe before we can go, go through some of their correspondence on next week's pod, just to give us an idea as to what the general school of thought is on this. Every parent's going to be different, obviously. Every child is going to have different levels of maturity. Everyone's living circumstances are different. But seven. I wouldn't mind knowing they were just on the road in front of me kicking the ball around. <clears throat> but... Our road's too busy. But you see, if you're in, your, in the house, unless you're di- looking directly through your kitchen window out onto the street, you don't know where they are. No. And my parents have this, you know, rose-tinted um, glasses-type memory in their minds of our childhoods where they knew where we were all the time. When, in actual fact, they didn't really. They thought we were in place A when we were probably in place B and C. Just be- because they couldn't see us. But you probably weren't getting up to all sorts until you were at least 14 or 15. No, we weren't. Not at all, like. Then at 14 and 15, you were getting up to all sorts. Oh, you might be drinking a few cans with like And you don't want to be thinking about that. No. That's coming down the tracks of you <laughs> no. pretty soon. They never had to answer the door to the guards. Well, that's I mean, amazing. It's a low bar. <laughs> really? Is that not all you want? Uh, kids to stay out of trouble and not upset anyone else. Just because the guards don't know about it doesn't mean they haven't been doing it. Yeah, but like, I, my parents probably would have been horrified to think that I was down a laneway half a mile away drinking cans at the age of 16, 15. But I was. They probably knew. No, I don't think they did. I don't want my, I'd rather my lads were in the house drinking, drinking a couple cans. of cans. Ah. But sure, where's the crack for them in that? Yeah, zero. Well, probably more than... What do you do this Saturday night? I'm sitting down to have two cans at me dad. Well, 
Well, no. Watch a match of the day. Well, they're, but what they're thinking is, I'll sit down and have two cans of my dad watch a match of the day because there's two free cans I've gotten. Then I'll head out with me straight after. <laughs> and I'll rob the other. Hopefully he'll fall asleep. I'll rob the rest of them yeah. and I'll head out the lads. There was one night last week and we had got up to loads of stuff during the day. We brought, oh, Clonford Pet Farm. If we have time today, I can do a review of that. That place is the bomb. Where is that? In, just outside Maynooth. And we'll come back to that. But uh, one night, we were, I myself and my wife, we were wrecked. About eight, eight o'clock, just about, we were getting ready to put them into bed. I was like, you know what, I'm going to hit the hay as soon as they're down. The two of us were in bed by 8.30. And I said to her, like, there's going to come a time very soon that they are not going to want to be in bed at 8.30. Like, we, you have to stay up until your kid's in bed, don't you? No. Oh, yeah, you do. Well, I can, when they're five or six, I, so there will be nights where I want to be in bed before them. Yeah, but that's fine. Do you still, you still, uh, look. I can't trust them to go to bed themselves. There are nights when it's like bedtime gets brought forward because they're just being such assholes. You're like, everybody is going to bed and they don't really know what time it is. They look at the clock and they go, that seems a bit early. I'm like, no, it's late. <laughs> but there's, it's still daytime out, which clearly looks like at the moment. We've blackout curtains. We took the curtains in under the bed so they can't, no, don't flap in the, in the air and, bring some sunlight into the room, but they're yeah. still looking at the window going, hang on, how can you be possibly be putting us to bed at this time? Because it's 10 past 10, basically, that's why. Basically our entire house had um, uh, eye masks on one of the nights. <laughs> 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 like, this is a little bit, uh, seems a bit odd, but anyway. Uh, Clonford Pet Farm. Right, if you're looking for something for, where to bring the kids for a day, or just a few hours, it was 15 euro for the four of us. So that's two adults, a Good two value. year old and a four year old. It was last, Thursday was it? Yeah, eight days ago. And it has <coughs> proper sized bouncy castle. So like they can win and just be in there for as long as they want. It's got a uh, like a mini funky monkey type indoor playhouse. Okay. It has um, a playground outdoors. It has all the animals like uh, sheep, goats, sh rabbits, hamsters, for all these different types of chickens, turkeys. There's a peacock that just ramble, rambles around the place. Yeah, peacocks Lads are chasing great. the peacock around. Uh, has a little unbelievably good crazy golf course, which is just like an additional two euro I had to play. All right. Has loads of picnic tables, these lovely little cabins where you can imagine there's barbecues going on in the evenings and it was so nice out, like there was no need to go on in there, but different places for you to go in and have your lunch or whatever. It has a sand pit, which the lads absolutely loved. Um, so you can spend the whole day basically. You could spend the whole day there. We spent about four hours there, and then there's like the 40 minute drive there, 40 that, minute that's drive there. That's the whole there. day. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's as good as, we've been to a lot of these places like Newbridge Farm and... Um, Let's not do down other uh, farms here, Dave. <laughs> no, they're all good. They all pass the day, but this I think... Dave's been the, thinking, oh, that, that one's close to my house. I might get some freebies. <laughs> yeah. well, that's not, well, Newbridge couldn't be further from your house. No, Newbridge couldn't be. I've um, been to Newbridge, which is very good as well. It is very good. We've been there a few times. That's, the Newbridge is a proper farm in that mm. it's far more expansive. There are actual meadows and fields and you take a good walk around and you can see the animals where this this is more a pen type we saw a pig eat its own shit at newbridge <laughs> and my, my child still goes yeah pigs may also eat their own shit at other outdoor <laughs> yeah. farms we literally so no no, no they just, a, we don't talk down newbridge again no no it's great it's actually a brilliant day out uh, but, uh, pop belly pig we went to explorium last week oh yeah yeah which is what and where yeah no i paid in Jerry. all right okay I paid in the look in his face was, got a freebie. I, no, I 100% paid in. Okay, right. Uh, yeah, it's great. There's a lot of different, we only did the junior section. So there's a, our kids I think are probably just a year or two too young for the 
science bit, which I think is the biggest part of it, where they've you can go around in this huge sort of hamster wheel on a bike, and you're strapped in, so you're upside down on the giant hamster wheel, but I think that's sort of for the older kids. But again, like three hours, very sciencey, a lot of cool technology that they get to play with. Where is it? It is, it's very close to me, but how would you describe where it is? What's the, do you know the Lamb Doyle's pub up the Dublin mountains? So it'd be Rathfarnham technically, okay. I guess. Um, Lamb Doyle's pub is sort of between Rathfarnham and Stepaside going right. over the mountains. We'll so find it's it. right up there. What, uh, what's the youngest age you would recommend your kids going? Ah, oh, four or five year olds would love it. Would they? Yeah. Okay. Which is it? Not that cheap. 50 quid? No, I think, actually, sorry, for the junior one, if you go during the week, I'm fairly sure the parents, actually maybe it was parents, I'm doing them a disservice here. I think during the week parents are free and kids are 12 quid. It's Sandyford, that's what I thought it was. Sandy, I don't know, is that's, that Sandyford? That's Look, it's on I the south side anyway. That's what their website says. You can find the internet. Maybe that's the address. Anyways, it's overlooking the city up the Dublin mountains. Yeah, okay. Okay, a lot of recommendations you ever been to uh, the, I wasn't, but the lads were. Yeah, so it's, uh, without wanting to do down imaginosity. It's like a newer version of that. <laughs> a newer, bigger version of that. Well, like any of these There's a really places, nice cafe, which I always find is yeah, a key part to all a this. a very nice cafe in uh, Clonfert as well, which, uh, which I forgot to mention. Um, yeah, they've loads of cool stuff. Like they have a, this giant wall that looks like an aquarium, a digital wall. Junior Explorium Adult Fiverr, Junior Explorium Child 12 quid. But during the week, I think the adults go free. All right. But they, yeah, sort of this giant digital wall that looks like an aquarium and the kids get a picture of a fish and they colour it in and you put it into this machine and it zaps it and your fish appears in the... Oh, wow. They must love that. ...aquarium in the wall. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Obviously, I was tempted to write something. <laughs> <laughs> what were you tempted just to write? Just for the crack. <laughs> or just draw a big Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> giant penis fish. He meant. When he said write something, he was thinking yeah. a giant Mickey. <laughs> oh, look, kids, it's a giant penis fish. <laughs> Aren't you proud of daddy? It's prehistoric. It draws great penises. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You can do that now in your house. It's fun for all the family. It is. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't like, who doesn't like a good, crudely drawn penis? Man, so, man arrested. <laughs> so summer's going well in the Murphy household. Well, it's going well for me. I've been down at the golf for the last two days. Yeah, as your the kids have been colour on your on your nose, and Fire yes. tells us today. Yeah. And your summer was going fine until they went into summer camp. Yeah, they're they've been absolutely creepy every night coming home, and there's been a lot of tantrums. I've I've been that parent closing all the windows so the neighbours can't hear the screaming and the tantrums. <laughs> it's like, you know, how depressing that is. You're like, I'm just going to have to go close this one into the back. So how are you? Uh, close, close. Next week will be the first big test. No camp. Nothing really yeah. planned. What are we going to do? And you've got two full days at home, obviously, on your... No, no, my, my wife's there, as well. so it's okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. On a Monday and Tuesday, yeah. I've sp spoken a lot over the last few weeks on you know, how to handle these sort of disciplinary issues and tantrums. How are you, how are you finding you are doing in these situations? Uh, mediocre at best, I would say. Which means what? Um, Paint the picture. Well, I, like, the, there's just no, there's no, so the tantrums are extreme tantrums, right? Right. Like, <clears throat> there's not much you can do, you know? I mean, uh, Well, as long as they're not belting the head off each other. No, they're not. Then the, the tantrum, you, it, it's just like a storm, you can ride it out. There was a couple of times where um, 
we put one of them to bed with no story, which never happens, and that like proper punishment and no treats, even though everybody else is getting treats. Slamming doors, so like, I, I don't know if all parents have this, but I certainly have envisaged a thousand different ways that I've ended up in hospital that haven't happened, and one of them is a finger dangling yeah. because someone slams the doors. And I, I visualize this, I have this, like I get haunted by visualizations of my own death. It used to be my own death until I had children and now it's their death. Now it's slamming <laughs> doors. God, that is grim. It's, a, it's just a thing I, I've always had. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, that's, 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 now it's like slamming doors. So we had a long sit down chat about slamming doors and then three hours later, <laughs> the front door. Now the back door was open in, his, in mitigating circumstances, but I was like, right, okay. So no treats, and, and unfortunately everybody else had, uh, we'd had multiple gingerbread men brought, so the house was festooned with crap, and everybody was having crap except the door slammer. Oof. So that was uh, like a whole day of, of, but you didn't, you slammed the door, and that's why you can't have the thing. And like, now, I didn't break, but I did see him eating some. <laughs> <laughs> I did see him. <laughs> Eating some, I was like, oh, I mean, come on, oh, come on, oh my God, he's hung her out to dry wow. here. Well, oh, I got oh. her to dry. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, and of course, what's he, he's like, you're dancing around. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, In I your face. Man. I get some ginger man. I get some ginger man. I'm like, okay. In your face, da. So. Are you uh, sure the wind didn't just catch the door if the back door was open oh, no, and maybe he, you he, overreacted? Oh, no, no, he absolutely slammed the door. He was giving out to the how old nothing. is he? He's three. He's your youngest. Yeah. He's door slamming. Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose our fellow, no. our fellow was door slamming at three, all right, yeah. It hasn't happened since because that night there was, was a serious uh, punishment. Yeah. But he, surely he forgets that. No, because I think there's like a... They remember all sorts of weird shit. He remembers know, the eating this shit and... He's gone to bed now with, without a story, without a treat. TV's been shut off. Um, he's had to sit there and watch his brother watching a movie that he wasn't allowed to watch and he's like gutted and it's apologies left, right and centre but next day forgotten about it. As if it never happened. As if it never happened. Yeah. The um, four year old is more tricky because she remembers everything and she's like you're being mean. I'm like I'm not being mean. You, I can't even remember what she did now. It was something bad anyway. <laughs> I can't. And our, the, uh, the middle lad has started on the you're being mean. He's hard done by. This is yeah. his thing now. Yeah. Constantly, <laughs> how hard done by he is. No, no, it's just not fair. This never happens to anyone else. This never happens to anyone else in this house. I'm the only one that ever has to do this. But you're the only asshole. You <laughs> 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 can't say it. Wrecking head as much. <laughs> like that's because your brother and sister are perfectly reasonable individuals. <laughs> you're the only nut job in this house. I know. Can you say you that? Stop wrecking my head as much. Like that's just the, all you want. All I want for my kids is just to stop annoying me. <laughs> Can I not just stop annoying me? There was actually a point where, where <laughs> we were like, you're just going to have to leave us both alone now. We were sitting at the back <laughs> in the sunshine. It was like, they kept coming out, you're just going to have to leave us alone now. We just need a little bit of space. <laughs> <laughs> and they did, in fairness, take that at the, like, that was quietly, they were like, okay, it's a bit weird. I'm only seven and you're telling me this, but I'm, uh, I'm going to walk away now. Well, like I, <clears throat> I have told him, one fellow, he's like, if this continues, like, you're probably going to have to go and live somewhere else. <laughs> oh, no, or, or worse, no. I'm going to go and live somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. And I'm going to leave yeah. you behind and it'll be, it'll be very expensive for you to work this out with some stranger on a, on a couch <laughs> and she'll be charging you 500 an hour and, and she won't be doing anything for other than listening. But I w I'd, be, I'd ask the question, I'd be like, like, 
do you like living with your mommy and your little brother and me? <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah. Okay, well, not gonna last. I can't live with I can't live with someone that does whatever he may have done. I can't even remember. I can't live with someone who does that. So either I move out, or you just make your decision. If you want to live here and not do things like that, or go somewhere else and you can do whatever you want. And I, I did get him to actually stop and think. I was like, imagine what it would be like to live somewhere else. It wouldn't, wouldn't be as much fun. Who would read the stories? Do you know? Who would give you your breakfast? You should bring him around and kind of show him some... Other houses. Yeah. Or like the streets. Do you want that man to read your stories? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Danny, the oh. champion of the world was finished last night. Right, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Took about five months. About three pages a night. Oh, yeah, and, that's uh, nice. I'd forgotten about the wonder that is that book. Yeah, it's class. It is just a phenomenon. Um, his dad's a ledge ball, despite the fact that he's breaking laws left, right and centre and probably should be in jail. They're, they're good, they're bad laws. <laughs> um, but, uh, and you know, the wee man has a deep hatred of Mr. Victor Hazel, the, uh, the owner of the wood. Great. The guy who wanted all the pheasant shot. But like he's, he does come across some kind of a hero where, you know, all these pheasants are just going to get shot. But all he was doing was drugging them to death and uh, he was going to cook them up in his little oven anyway. So it's a bit hypocritical, but I still think he's great. Does he not? He, when he drugs them, they all recover and they all fly away again? Yeah, but that was not his plan. He was going to eat them all? Yeah, no, he was going to take about six for himself and he was going to divide them up around the, across the people he had time for, the local police sergeant, oh, yeah, well, they all the doctor, they all his get, missus. Yeah, I remember Danny, food. champion of the world. The pheasants, he poisons the pheasants. Well, he doesn't yeah. poison them. He drugs, he them, drugs them with uh, sleeping tablets. Yeah, and um, ruins the guy's shoot. And oh, no, I'm thinking of Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox. That's from Desert Mr. Fox is about a fox who takes on the local three farmers. Yeah, yeah. But um, so we're on. To they drink a lot of cider. The, 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 mm. one of them does. In Fantastic Mr. Fox, one of them is addicted to cider. Pretty yeah. much. It sounds like a good lifestyle. <laughs> Farmer's lifestyle sounded pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Matilda's next on the list. We're about a few pages into that now. Matilda's a little bit scary. Well, they, the, the movie has yeah, already been watched, so he knows what's okay, coming. Okay, well, that's alright okay. then. He won't be as scared by Miss, Mrs. Trunchbull now because he knows he's seen it actually on the big screen. So it's all good. I met a uh, Dadcast listener, I met several Dadcast listeners down at the golf. Um, one of whom, though, who we know, who I'll uh, tell you who it was afterwards, uh, a female listener said, I've just started listening to your dad cast. I listened to some of them on the way down. And for some reason, I presume she started at the beginning, but no, she's listened to the most recent. She's like, I was laughing at your scheduling sex one. This was in front of a few people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it's like, we didn't actually discuss that though. Joe Malloy's ears pricked up. He's like, what's this? Oh, Joe was obviously not a listener. No, no, Joe's like, I'm gonna start listening to this. <laughs> like, yeah, I just. Um, you can get yourself into a spot of bother now, all right, by people listening to just little tiny snippets of it, taking certain stories out of context and then flinging them back at you in a public forum. Has that happened? Ah, oh, it's happened a couple of times, yeah. What, like the scheduling sex? No, not that one, but... But that conversation never even happened. Well... Stuff is being fed back to my wife now, though. Oh, oh yeah, happy like, days. Um, <laughs> oh, I saw the contents of your fridge last week. <laughs> really? When this happen? Uh, last week's pod when I was doing oh, it live, live from the uh, okay. potty training... Um, Base camp. Good of you to listen, Nathan. Um, and there were li- literally, literally live updates as ones right. and twos were being dropped. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But um, it's uh, look, we're happy just to pull down the 
editorial curtain and give people an insight into what the uh, how the sausage is made. Is like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. On the potty training before, uh, Ender McGinley, who's obviously a, major, a regular contributor to Off the Balls GA coverage, he texted me to say he's uh, he, I met up with the Ulster final, big fan of the of the podcast. <clears throat> he says, um, "Well, Dave." Look up the Poo Poo song by The Trees. Poo-poo, Did you mention this before? Yeah. Everybody got to do Poo Poo. Um, he says it's great for the old potty training. Yeah. Now, that was sent to me kind of after we were, uh, after we were finished. I'm trying to remember the words. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, apparently fear of shitting in the toilet is a real thing that um, some kids actually have and you need to be careful about it. It's a proper disease. Yeah. Uh, well, not a disease, just a, like they're worried that the, they're, they're going to get sucked down or that some important part of them is being left behind. Because when you think about it, it's been wrapped up the entire time. Yeah. Hidden. And now suddenly it's like, hang on a second. I think he feels that every time he sits on the potty, he needs to do poo. Because... Whereas I as he he'll loves, discover, he as he discovers, he gets older. Sometimes you just want to sit there for a bit of peace and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> at this stage, I'm expecting to see him walk around with the newspaper under his arm. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you in a few minutes, lads. Poo 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 poo. Everybody has to go poo 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 all day long. Don't be afraid of the big white bowl with the water in the middle at the bottom. There's a hole. Flush in. The water goes round and round, and all the poo poo deep goes down. Poo 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 poo. Imagine the guy who wrote that. Well, he, he might Where do you get to in your life that you go? I was probably a desperate father or a mother. I mean, it's 4 a.m. in the mo- going. I've just lost my mind. 600 million plays on YouTube later, oh. and you've made a cent for yeah. every 100 million. You've got at least six euro at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there you go. No more bits of uh, advice to glean from this week. We need to. We need to find. We need to get a, a dad cast definitive list of places to bring your kids. Oh yeah, we've, during the summer. We've thrown a few out there we've now. Got a over couple the last now, yeah. couple of weeks. I haven't been like, to that one. So um, I yeah, Clonfer Pet Farm, absolutely, and it's in this beautiful countryside. Like it's off the main motorway out towards Maynooth, but it's once you head off the motorway, you're driving through lanes and fields. It's Great. good 15, 20 minutes off the beaten track. So. Um, couldn't recommend it highly enough. Great way to kill a day. We're, good. We're definitely going back. All right. You can uh, give us now a review there on iTunes if you're an Apple user. And uh, you can also let your buddies know about the Dadcast at DadcastPod on Twitter or Dadcast at OffTheWall.com for your correspondence. We'll deal with some of your correspondence and get some of your advice about good places to spend a day on next week's show. Good luck. <laughs>